DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of them, damn, damn Americas. And I am joined, as always, by my brother from my other mother. It is the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him. It is him. It doth be an architect, a scientist, and an inebriator in an era in which it is oh so great. Sounds no, great. it's awesome. That's a, that's a pre-show conversation joke. It's DPP. What's up, PC? How's it going? Oh, got a nice, uh, got my first uh, nine holes of golf in today. My first official round, so somewhat half a round of golf outside. Sure. So I was very excited. It's a beautiful I day, gorgeous course. It, I know you had a nice, nice back, uh, nice back nine score there, and I want to get out the Songbird with you actually because I haven't played that course in a while. And you said it's been kept up really well, so beautiful. I know you shot a thirty-nine, but did you have any birdies today? No, I no missed birdies. a birdie. Right. I missed a birdie by inches, no joke, by yeah. inches on a birdie. Uh, but no, two putts all around, <laughs> so. No luck on the birdies, but lots of pars. Very excited. Hitting my driver well. Hit the irons well. Just got to really work on the short game. That was kind of the short game thing was a little bit of a problem. But that's all right. All right. We might have to have, we might have, to have another clinic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working. I'm working. Working on it, baby. <laughs> got the driver down, hopefully. Felt good. Now it's time for the short game. <laughs> yeah. That's where you, you know, it's funny because that's where I've, you eliminate bogeys by being able to chip really well around the green. Like if you can make 90% of your putts from, you know, four feet and in, and you can chip the ball, you know, you're two, three yards off the fringe. If you can chip the ball within five, six feet, you're going to eliminate making those bogeys when you don't hit the greens, because a lot of middle handicap players aren't hitting a lot of greens in regulation. You know, I was sharing my stats with you before. I mean, I consistently shoot in the mid to upper seventies. And I only hit 39% of the green so far this year in seven rounds. So how am I not shooting that many over par by missing 60% of the greens, chipping the ball closer to the hole and making those short putts. So my suggestion and something that I actually do is I make a straight line on the floor in my living room and I measure it out to 12 feet and I have marks at six, uh, nine and 12. How, how, how far of a distance can you roll the ball straight? Because when you're putting, that's all you're doing. 
If you're picking mm-hmm. your line and you're aiming at something with your eyes or you're picking your line and you're using a marker or a line on your ball to line it up, then it's all about putting the ball straight, right? So when you take one thing out of the equation like that and leave it all up to touch for distance with that kind of feel, the short game gets a lot easier. <laughs> so I hope someone listening is a golfing fan and and picked up on that. And yes, golf is a big part of my job as well. So I may sound like I know what I'm talking about slightly. Putting, uh, but EP, I'm super happy to hear time. that you... Uh, <laughs> I'm super happy to hear that you broke 40 on the back nine today, and um, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a big uh, golf trip update. We're heading up to Chippewa Falls again, and DP's coming with this time with mm-hmm. myself and the general and and a couple family members and Satchel McFlippin. So we'll let you know that's coming up in four weeks. Gonna have a good time. I'm sure we'll have a bunch of postings on social media. And speaking of social media. I want to thank everybody that listens to this show and the chair shot radio network. If you're listening to this show and you have a podcast or, you know, have a friend who has a podcast and they're looking for a network, tell them to follow me at PC Tunney on Twitter and send me a DM. We're looking to revamp our schedule a little bit. If you're an avid listener of the network, you've noticed some of the scheduling has changed. Um, This show is always on Saturdays, but we're looking to add a few shows in lieu of some openings. We have that these openings aren't, they're semi-permanent, so we'll see what's going around. We got a few people that we uh, really enjoy that are just on hiatus right now. So looking for a few new to add, and we always got tons of room for that. So follow me at PC Tunney. Chair Shot Radio Network is, is what we're on, so check that out. And, and just shoot me a DM, and I'd be glad to talk to you about it. I want to welcome Mindless Wrestling Podcast. They've, uh, they've occupied Friday the last two weeks. Uh, some great guys. Um, if you're familiar with Rob Bonnet, he's been on chairshot.com and chairshot radio network before him and a couple other guys, uh, great new addition to the team. So welcome to those gentlemen. And why should you join the Chairshot radio network? Well, we have only been around for the network radio network side. I would say for at, at it, at it's where it's at now for less than two years. And in those two years, we've reached a quarter of a million downloads. So help us bring that number up. Help us bring that number and move it forward because we're not messing around. And we've pretty much in the last quarter doubled the quarter before. So we're growing at a rapid rate and we we want you to come and join us. So check out ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com or at all your favorite streaming platforms. Follow me at PC Tunney. Send me a DM. I'll listen to five minutes of your show and instantly know whether or not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kind of, but I'll get a hold of you and we'll talk. Uh, DP, did you have something to add there? It looked like you had something to add. No, I was just very excited by those numbers. I, you know, I, I felt like you were telling me all that stuff, and I got very excited about it. But I'm already on one of these shows, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's exciting for me. Uh, I would love to hear some more uh, awesome shows if we can get more on the network. I'm obviously the more the merrier, and uh, sure, a lot and of you great don't people have- here, so. It's yeah. a great network. You don't have on. to talk wrestling either. I mean, listen, our mantra is we cover sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. And as far as I know, every single podcast is about all of those things. Because even podcasts is, I mean, even news, uh, I'm sorry, even politics is entertainment. Sorry, I fucked it that is. up. It would have been funny, but I got it out right away. Well, I mean, it's the business of show. We got we got bandwagon nerds that talks about all things, you know, comics and movies and whatever. And if I had my time about me, I'd be still doing a winner as you. It was all about video games and stuff. So 
whatever you know whatever your topic is you know it's welcome on the chairshot.com I- I'm just going to speak it into existence. Breaking news here. Winner is you. We'll have a segment next week on the DWI oh, podcast. So there you go. There you go, Dan. You got seven uh, days to get your shit together. I got plenty of things I want to talk about as well. So not a big <laughs> deal. We'll be fine. It should be a nice uh, 26 minute segment. Never. Yeah, I don't know. That was just. That was nothing. It's two two point six minutes. Thirteen minutes. Uh, was it 1.21 gigawatts? What? <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm kind of. I, I watch Back to the Future. Didn't they have an anniversary or something? Probably, but they're on television all the damn time now. So I know there I was some know. big thing. I think a documentary came out, and somebody was. Oh, um, who's the guy on Discovery that goes and hunts all the hidden treasures? He was doing something on Back to the Future, so I was watching that. Oh, nice. I think I'm all Back to the Future out. What's your favorite out of the out of the three? Oh, the first one. First one's definitely the best. It went. It was all. It was downhill from there. Like two was. I two I liked okay. I the, the attempt of futuristic at that time was kind of neat and different, but uh, the first one's still always just gonna be the best. The first one's the best. The third one's my favorite, just because I enjoy the western setting. So I oh, thought sure. that was kind of cool. Okay. Uh, but. Anyway, all right, folks, we got plenty to talk about this week. Let's let everybody know, DP, what's happening on the 324th edition of the podcast known as DWI. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Nobody else. It's just a, sh- it's just a sheet. It's just a sheet today. It's a sheet? Yeah. It's just a sheet today. You're full of sheet. I'm full of sheet. Well, he's full of sheet. <laughs> folks we're going to go over backlash uh we're actually going to talk AEW. i watched AEW wednesday i don't know it just i i think i was i was i don't know what i was doing i was watching some rerun of a sitcom and then i hit the guide to see what was on and i was like oh all right AEW's on in like two minutes i'm like fine let's try this and end up watching the whole fucking show so we can talk about that. I don't know if there's much more to say about it but than that. But uh, we're going to get into the NBA a little bit as uh, one conference final spot has been clinched. Oh, you got your Buck shirt on. I see you. I and uh, three more are still up for grabs. And, of course, we'll finish the show with Seinfeld, episode nine of season two, The Deal. Christopher Platt and A.J. Belaz out on assignment. Christopher Platt will have some gigantic news for you next week as well. Like I think it's a little bigger news. than that. Yeah, seven, eight pounds of news. Um, so, I wonder what it could be. What a, um, what a giant baby. <laughs> God, Platt, yeah. I tell you. <laughs> that was funny. DPP! <laughs> Ring the bell. Did you watch Backlash? Well, let's, uh, you know what? I should have went to a commercial. We'll be right back. This is the 324th edition of the DWI pod. <laughs> Go grab a beer. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than an average fan. TheChairShot.com. 
always use your head. All right, welcome back, DWI Podcast, episode 324. AJ and Chris out on assignment. You have the world's greatest tag team never with you. Please continue to listen to everything ChairShot Radio Network on all your favorite streaming platforms and at thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always enjoy our sports entertainment and sports entertainment coverage while using your head. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Backlash. DP. Did you watch the backlash? Well, I'll tell you. I watched it oh, at about 12.30 a.m. <laughs> that night uh, because I we did a Mother's Day thing at the parents' house and got home and completely forgot that the show was on. <laughs> and then when I couldn't sleep, I was like, Hey, you know what? Backlash was on. I'm going to go turn that on. <laughs> so, yes, did I did. Um, stay up till like 3.30 in the morning then and then go to bed? <laughs> I skipped. I'll tell you what. I skipped Omos and Lashley, and I skipped Moss and Corbin, and I watched the rest. All right. I skipped, I skipped Moss and Corbin. I watched it when I got <laughs> home from work on Monday. Um, I wish I would have skipped omas and lashley that was fucking horrible match omas is so bad in the ring yeah uh he looked better on monday but he looked fucking horrible at the pay-per-view like bro i'm like dude you need to figure something out you're a big guy wrestle like a fucking big guy somebody talk to this guy otherwise have him work like andre the giant and just stand there and let the other guy do everything because what they did at the pay-per-view was awful yeah I couldn't tell you. Um, I mean, at this point, if you got MVP with you, you've got guys that can help you. You know, you yeah. You need to have Omos work like a big man. And if they're not doing that, then that's a big problem. So there were four other matches. And Dan... They were fucking really good fucking matches. All four of them, in my opinion. <clears throat> in fact, the 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 six-man tag match is the best match WWE has put on this year. Right now, my WWE match of the year was that six-man tag. That six-man tag match was fucking excellent. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing that it was a, was a great match. I Yeah. I mean, I... I guess it's hard to. No other matches have stood out to me during this year so far to say anything was match of the year. So, I you could definitely do uh, that. I you know. Becky and Bianca at WrestleMania was fucking bomb. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing to me has stood out. Johnny enough. Knoxville at Sami Zayn, Mousetrap. The giant mousetrap was fantastic, especially when it didn't work. They couldn't execute it. <laughs> let's, let's work this card backwards. Yeah. Were you disappointed that uh, we, were, we weren't headed towards the, the tag title unification? And, and what did you think of this match? Because everybody played their role well here. Uh, the, the way this match was set up and, and, and produced was phenomenal. Um, I, I thought everybody came off looking like 100 bucks. I mean, it's like you think back to like when the Shield and Evolution were going at it. You know, I mean, this is it's kind of it, right? Reigns already there, the Usos, and you got Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre with and Riddle's good. Like you got a bunch of guys in this match that could 
make phenomenal well, have a six, phenomenal match. So yeah, six Hall of Famers in this match. You know, I'll tell you right, all six of these gentlemen will be in the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't disagree there. I mean, yeah, I was Riddle's very, the only who's not already in the Hall of Fame out of the five, six Riddle. of these guys. The other five are shooing. He hasn't been around period. long enough. Yeah, he just has. He will be. Long. He will be. He will be when he when he gets that opportunity to turn on Randy Orton. Oh man, it's going to be Hall of Fame worthy. I, but, but if like it, what if Reigns loses his belt to Riddle down the road because R- Riddle turns into a heel and where everybody thinks Reigns is going to go back to babyface at some point? Could be. I, I I would love to see him win that Money in the Bank and and this year and and have that opportunity, you know, because like Cody Rhodes doesn't need that. He's gonna got to get his opportunity. So love to see a, a guy like Riddle. I think I tried to call that last year and it didn't work out. So I'll go for a second round. Uh, yeah, no, this match was fantastic, and I was definitely disappointed when they changed it up. Um, I I guess I don't know why they wouldn't have gone with this, or they're trying to stretch it out a bit or whatever. Um, so the swerve wasn't necessarily cool, but it still seems like they're heading that way. To get that unification, I would love it. I, you know, I still think there's. It's, I love seeing people bitching that Roman Reigns is still the champion and like, oh, it's so fucking long. And then people complain about slow builds and shit like that. It's like, make up your fucking minds. This is fantastic, and that's the best thing they got going right now. And I really hope he's not out till out of hell in a cell, like they've been talking about and all that shit. So, you know, this is great, and I. I really want the Usos to unify these tag titles. Think about the source there on yeah. that Roman Reigns bit of gossip. I know. Um, I, I, you know, and the fact that uh, Sokoa down in NXT is having such, getting such a huge pop and all that stuff. Man, if they brought him up to take the Intercontinental title and these guys, like, they're already, the, like, the Bloodline faction itself is already, like, one of the best factions that's been ever at this point, and if they add another Uso and have the Intercontinental title and they're just running the shows, man, that could be so fucking awesome. So, I'm loving why this. Couldn't and, why couldn't he come up and make it the the uh, uh, what would it be? It'd be the United Intercontinental States Championship? You could, you could combine the IC and the US. I thought about that, but it's like, okay, they they don't have to do that. They can keep those on at least those all on separate. But... They have them all, and then they gotta find a girl. The girl, Tamina can come in, and well, they might have the inter intercruiserweight states title. Yeah, <laughs> all three. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> I like it. Ring the bell. So to be continued there. <clears throat> uh, hopefully, uh, for as long as they want. In our opinion, we're we're loving what's going on. Who knows? Maybe they knock. Maybe at some point Roman loses one of those belts and they go back to it. It's such a fluid situation, and that's the thing. Vince and WWE have done a great job of not, not and ever really painting themselves into corners. They kind of got caught up when they made too many rules. But now, don't make any rules. You can do whatever you want. Fuck the idiots that are bitching. That just means they're watching. If you're bitching, you're watching. If you're not bitching about it, you're not watching. Yeah. Or you're enjoying it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen. I imagine we're going to get Roman and Drew at some point here. Um, yep. And uh, at some point, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle will now no longer be together. So I can't wait for that to happen. But they can take their time with that, too. I'm fine with that. I'm sure they're making a lot of money right now. 
So yes, working backwards, we both skip Madcap Moss and, and Baron Corbin. Ronda Rousey takes care of Charlotte Flair in a wonderfully done I quit match, in my opinion. Um, maybe we don't need to call each other bitch like 74 times in the match. Maybe 71 would have been fine. But I like the use of the railing in the crowd on the stairs again. Reminds me of one of the greatest women's matches I've ever seen, not just on Raw, but ever between Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair when they did it on the other side of the arena and Charlotte won. These two just work well together. I mean, I, I really, when they're in there, I feel like they fucking hate each other. And you got to imagine, they got to just really respect each other and love working with each other. Who, who else would Ronda want to have a, one of her best programs with than Charlotte Flair? She's the best fucking women's wrestler on the planet. And who else would Charlotte Flair want to work with than Ronda Rousey? There is, she's the fucking female Kurt Angle. Charlotte Flair doesn't need to wrestle guys either, by the way, for all of you IWC people that are like, let Charlotte wrestle men. Let the women's division have Charlotte Flair. Let her wrestle all the fucking women. She's a great women's wrestler. I didn't hear that. That's fantastic. Anyway, that's Jesus. that's just me reading those filthy sheets. I'd seen that a few times ago. Were you surprised at the title change? How much did you enjoy the match? I wasn't necessarily surprised. I I thought Charlotte was going to win and hold on to the title. Uh, you know, as we talked about last week, I just figured if Ronda was going to win it, it was going to be at Mania. They did it here. That's okay, and I think we understand why now. I wish I would have known, thought about that, and I think Charlotte's going off to get married, so. She's going to take a couple weeks off or a month off or whatever, fine. And Ronda Rousey now can hold the title and have some good matches. I thought it was fantastic. I, you know, I know it was an I quit match, but to me, like, I, I was calling it a submission match last week, and it's it just it felt like a submission match generally. That this, That's what this is with these two. It was, it was about getting their submissions in, and it made it awesome. I love those kind of matches. I thought it was great. And like you said, they, they work well together. The buildup, the story, eh, it was kind of... Ugh, you know, not that great. But when they get in there and wrestle, it's fantastic. And I think they work well together because Rousey's a little, I would say, still kind of, you know, rough around the edges, a little more hard-hitting, like a Brock Lesnar, you know, type of, because she's UFC. You know, a little more hard-hitting, and Charlotte Flair will, will hit right back. You know, yeah, sure. a little snug, a little tight, whatever. And uh, and it makes it look, like I said, it, it it makes it look like they hate each other. It makes it look a little more physical, a little more rough. That makes for a good match, you know, when they both can do it and do it right. And they did. And I love that they took it outside the ring. You know, it's an I quit match. You can go wherever you want. Went into the crowd a bit, did all that kind of stuff, brought out some kendo sticks, um, you know, and just did a bunch of different stuff and just made it really good, really physical. I loved it. I hate, the one thing I hate is at the end of matches when the other pants? guy, I hate pants. I definitely hate pants, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when the other one calls out like this is my pl my title you're not gonna I can't remember what she fucking said but don't scream you're ba they give away the ending you know it's gonna be over in two seconds after that like they don't you don't have to do that don't scream your shit and try and call them out like I'm fine you could skip that <laughs> do you ever try to read the wrestlers on in their entrances during title matches to see if you can feel like one looks happier or one looks sadder than normal, because I could tell 
Uh, I could tell Rhonda was a little too. It's hard to tell, but I've been trying to on 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 world championship matches, like the main titles. I've been trying at these pay per views, trying to like take notes of all these people and what they and everything else, and I and sense the little anticipation from Rhonda in a positive way and how she acted. It's really, it's really subtle. And then there are things that Charlotte did that I couldn't even explain them to you that made a flag go off in my head. If we watched it together and pointed out what, what it was, but I'm not saying I got it down, but that's how I felt after watching the entrances and then watching the match. And sure enough, it happened that way. Do you ever take that into account? I or now, or now, like, or now, like, fuck me, fuck you. Now I got to take that in. That's one more thing I got to yeah, pay attention great. to. Now I got to go fuck myself and watch that, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's bad enough. It's bad enough. <laughs> Matt Cat Moss and Corbin, and I got to fast forward through that shit without screwing anything else up. Now you got to make me watch these entrances and see who's happy and sad. <laughs> well, Corbin's happy, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Ain't happy no more. That's true. All right. Well, I, what's next for Ronda? I mean, we got probably a rematch here, but I doubt Charlotte. I don't, I don't think there's. You said be a she's going away. I don't know. I. I don't think there's going to be a rematch. Bailey. Bailey, or as we move on to another match from the card, could it be a new member of Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley? Definitely could be that. I could see that happening. That was a, you know, we kind of thought that was going to happen with the with the Judgment Day group, and uh, I was surprised that they did it in this match. That was cool that she came and interfered on and helped Edge win the match, knocking AJ Styles off top rope. That was kind of cool, I, you know, that they did that in, in that match. I was a little, I was a little frustrated that they had Damian Priest come out when he was already banned from ringside. Like they didn't need to bother with that, really. They could have just had Rhea Ripley come well, out. Well, that but... was the red herring. That was the red herring to throw you off. Like, oh, oh sure. this is what's going to be, and then, oh no, that's not what it is. It's Rhea, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was just a distraction there. Yeah, I, but fine. I, I didn't think I, they I needed just, it, but I thought it was going to be a tag team, but I think. I think adding Rhea is the smartest thing. I think Rhea really needs it. Like, to go to the level, to get to the level where Bianca's at, Rhea needs this. Right? That's that's where I'm at there. Because she's the next one. She needs something special. She needs something different with her character. Like, she's just kind of floating around. They didn't, you know. And yeah, this could be a nice step up to get to that position. Give her a little more recognition have a guy like edge around will be very helpful. So I think it's a perfect spot for her. I love that they have her, you know, just a female in, in a faction. Like when's, you know, when's the last time we really got that. And so I would love to see him add one more. I think they said, Oh, we're still looking for more or whatever edge said. And uh, his a uh, little promo there on raw, but I would love to see him add one more. If uh, chomp has been a, rumored one so like get a like you said a kind of a tag team or some of some sorts like maybe it's a tag team that comes in or something that would be awesome but i love the thing though too is the thing too though is you could have 
this one person come in and tag with Edge or have Edge tag with Priest and have the one person be the world title. So, like, you always have Priest or whoever this other person is that could be the world title guy. The other one could be with Edge as the tag champ or IC or US or something if you want to bring belts in there. So, I don't know. Like you said, we love factions. Here's another one that's growing right in front of our eyes. So, it should be interesting. Beautiful. Excellent. All right. Cody and Seth kicked off the show. I've loved everything they've done in this program uh, between each other over these last couple of months from the in-ring mic work back and forth to the matches to Cody and his sophisticated look and Seth freaking Rollins and his outrageous outlandish uh, garb. These two guys, they just clash at the perfect level, right? One was born into the business. The other one just worked his ass off to become one of the best in the business. I don't think you could... I don't know that there are two guys that are better opponents for each other out there right now than what these guys are doing together. I think they they basically elevate each other's careers. Uh, I see what you did there. What's that? Said elevate because I was just talking about like an AEW reference. <laughs> Were you left in the dark there? Uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you angry? Are you going to go on a rampage? <laughs> Dynamite drop in. I'm going <laughs> to. I, uh, you know, Seth Rollins has been always been one of my favorites. I like, I love his, <laughs> I love his outfits, honestly. I, it feel, it makes me feel like if Randy Savage was trying to go like if he was out there and he was trying to do his fu- a futuristic look back in That's, the 80s. I and I think you've heard me say this before. Seth Rollins reminds me of Randy. He's a modern day Randy Savage. He, he really is turned he's starting to turn into it. Like even worse. I, I've always I've always if you comp- if you had to compare like pick, you know, blah 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 Cena's Hogan, Rollins is savage. Oh yeah. Definitely. He's got the work ethic like him, and now all of a sudden he's got starting to wear more of the more of a robe look when he comes to the ring. I love it. I, I just that's what it makes me feel like. Like he's like if Randy Savage was trying to think like, oh, what would the future look like, and what would I wear in the future back in the '80s? That's what it would be. <laughs> just like it's 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 terrible, but it works. Like that kind of look, you know. Um, and I just yeah, these guys working together. God, I, I'm I'm waiting for that third one at Hell in a Cell. I really hope they do the third one at Hell in a Cell. Obviously, Rollins is still uh, knocking on the door to have another match with Rhodes. So it's God, let's do it again, man. It's awesome. Here's what I wanted Hell in a Cell. Four matches. Okay. All Hell in a Cell. That's it. Okay. Make them all go 20. Take as much time as you want. It's four matches. Uh-huh. You have three hours. You can do a whole bunch of other shit, but it's just Your four matches. That way they can all like it. Like you need a. They're gonna have at least two. They're gonna have two mat. They're gonna have two hell in a cells. And they're gonna have six other fucking matches. And then they're gonna take time away from the matches or the hell in a cell matches. Why not just have four fucking mean? You don't have to have. They didn't have a bunch of titles defended on the last one, so now you do uh-huh. the other ones. So what do you do for what do you do for fillers? Because you got to have a downtime in between. 
you can have a Kevin Owens show or you can have a, a, a whatever, you know, stuff like that. You can do a money in the bank, not money in the bank. You can do a, a, a 24-7 kind of thing. You know, you can have, I'd rather see Omos in an arm wrestling or bear hug competition than a fucking match. Let me tell you right now, maybe Omos in a limbo competition. I don't know, but you get a. <laughs> I want I want Omas standing at the top of the ramp, throwing barrels, keg barrels down. <laughs> oh my god! No, oh. no, oh. no. <laughs> if I had a Donkey Kong sound, I'd play that. Anti, anti bell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just say yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I I just think yeah, you got to have. I would love like a Kevin Owens show or something in between, just to you know. A palate cleanser gap in between to go do something or whatever. Overall, great show, right? I mean, were you expecting the level, the quality of show you got from this backlash? No, uh, I, you know, I we kind of knew what we were going to get into with a couple of those matches, and we skipped them for reasons. Um, and the rest of them delivered, like, and uh, you know, I would rather they do sick, like as opposed to shoving eight matches or more or whatever, or meaningless title matches or whatever, these had stories behind them. These had some buildups and look at the, you know, the four matches that we talked about that were fantastic all got time. So you right. got to give them time. Uh, 20, 20 plus minute, just under 21 minutes for Cody and Seth, just over 15 minutes for edge and AJ, uh, 16 and a half minutes for Ronda and Charlotte and 22 minutes for the tag match. Yeah, you give them 20 minutes, like, these guys are going to deliver. Like like we said, you know, these are, like you said, the, the six-man tag, these are all Hall of Famers. You know, Rousey and Charlotte Flair, Charlotte, best, best in the world, Edgenady Styles Hall of Famers, Rhodes and Rollins Hall of Famers. Like, these guys are phenomenal wrestlers. And if you give them an opportunity to put on a wrestling match, they can deliver. And that's stuff we're missing a lot of times when they try and dump all these other stupid matches in there that don't, matter or whatever you can do other stuff in between these matches other kind of fillers like i was saying you know you need a filler but you don't need to waste it with madcap moss and happy corbin i'm sorry i'm sorry so before we move on and 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 a little bit of aw conversation i did check out a couple things on broken skull uh the broken skull uh sessions with steve austin Cody Rhodes is out right is now. Out that one's pretty good. It's pretty good. If you're going to watch one, though, Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh. Okay. Bubba Ray Dudley and Steve Austin, uh, one of the best, bro- one of the top five Broken Skull sessions. The stories that Dudley tells Austin and Austin, they're good. They're, they're not great friends, but they've always gotten along and crossed paths. So they very much... And they also have the TLC2 Austin Rock We Stole the Show thing with each other, right? And Austin will drink to the match of the night at WrestleMania 17, and Bubba will drink to the match that stole the show at WrestleMania, and they'll laugh about it. So um, check those out. If you only have time for one, check out the Bubba Ray Dudley one. So, yes, DP, I watched dynamite off the uh, just right off the cuff out of nowhere watched it they opened with uh, they're having an Owen Hart Foundation Memorial Tournament good for them his wife was actually in attendance 
So, one of the matchups was Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood from uh, the Revival. Revival. Great match. Great match. CM Punk had a match that night against, boy, I forget who he wrestled. Danhausen? Good match. No, Danhausen is a fucking horrible wrestler, but he also had a match that night. I see him. I see. I guess he's on there. Stomped out right away. Um, There's some interesting things going on there. To me, while the commentary between Shivani and Ross and Excalibur feels a lot like WCW, and that kind of, there's a little soft spot there for me, the commentary they have is the reason their show isn't as successful as it could be. They're just not good, and they're just not up to date with it, and they just don't kind of get it. And if you just want to continue to stay exactly where you're at, AEW, then don't do anything new on commentary. Because what you're doing in the ring and what you're doing storyline-wise seems to me to have gotten a lot better. A lot of the people that weren't very polished when I was trying to watch this the first 6 to 18 months, they've gotten a lot better. They've figured out ways to use people, but that's also having story behind you, right? We talked about how it's so hard to get going and so hard to get into it right away because there's nothing on the backside of it. So I enjoyed it. Will I go out of my way and make it an appointment to try and watch it again? It'll probably just be an off-the-cuff kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. But I did enjoy it. Have you paid any attention to what's going on? In AEW, we do have Hangman Page defending the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against CM Punk at the next pay-per-view. The only keeping up with it I see is what is on the Twitters. And that is it. I have not tuned into that to watch the shows at all um, as much as I would like to. Just really don't have the time and haven't really been necessarily interested in wanting to tune in. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that at least it sounds like the wrestling wise and the characters wise, things are getting better. Um, I think that was one of the big complaints was the commentary team sucked a while back. And I see that uh, that continues. It sounds like, so uh, yeah, I mean, not really much of an interest. Um, I, I have a big problem with the Owen Hart tournament. And I, I saw that Martha Hart was there, and I, I have a really big problem with that uh, because I understand she is pissed off at Vince McMahon and doesn't want anything to do with WWE. But wrestling is what killed her husband. Why, you know, she shouldn't be going to AEW either. Like that, why is that any better? Like I just, I, I don't like that. It, and she it, hated wrestling. It's just a, I think it's a Vince thing. Yeah, and not. And just I think stupid. she's. I just don't like. I think like she's that. realized. I think she realized that her, that's where her husband and family's legacy is, and she would like that to be celebrated, but she just can't come to terms with doing business with the guy who, in the end, when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. was responsible for who got hired and did the job of putting rig the rigging right. So. Yep. While not criminally or maybe even civilly responsible, as far as a company goes, the person in charge, the person that runs the show, 
especially if you're also doing that and you're the one who owns everything, ultimately you're responsible, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, who's the guy, who's the guard from Cleveland that ended up being a golfer, all the tattoos, good three-point shooter? J.R. Smith. Yes. When J.R. Smith brought the ball back out from underneath and didn't realize how much time was on the clock instead of just putting the ball back up or something like that happened in a situation. He was very much responsible for them not winning that game. But when it comes down to it, the coach was the one that puts them in those situations. So he, you see what I'm saying? There's a parallel I'm drawing there. So I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because we all think that is a homage could be paid much better by the company in which he was, you know, mainly known for, but, Oh, and I've I've already come to terms that that will never happen, and and that's totally fine. I just don't I I disagree that it should happen at all anywhere in in wrestling. So that's all. That's 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 just my opinion, I man. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Well, nonetheless, it's happening. Um, <laughs> what? Horrible thing. You know what? If they're gonna use this to create a foundation to to, to raise money for a good cause, then ends justify the means. Regardless of, of of all of it, if if someone that needs help is getting help, then then that's good. So, so yep. So I watched AEW. There you go. Um, too bad we're doing Seinfeld. Otherwise, you could have made that a title show. You see, Tony watched AEW. I watched AEW. Uh, that happened. All right, folks, we're gonna take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into a little bit of the NBA playoffs. You're listening to the 324th edition of the DWI podcast right here on ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. good stuff folks let's get to the bridge all right sixth grade girls basketball it's fantastic that's right folks we are knee deep in the nba playoffs nearing the conference finals the miami heat have eliminated the philadelphia 76ers from the nba playoffs they will take on the winner of the Bucks and Celtics DP. The Bucks lead three to two. A lot of people feel like the Celtics could possibly have won the series already. The Bucks haven't looked phenomenal, but they've been getting the job done. You're listening to this podcast Saturday morning. We're recording Friday afternoon. DP, 
Do the Bucks close it out at home tonight and excite all? I'm betting there's going to be 50,000 people outside the arena at the oh, Deer Jesus. District. There's going to be like, there's going to be over 100,000 people around that fucking arena tonight. There's going to be at least 25,000 probably down there outside the arena. It's going to be insane. Uh, God, I just feel like it's going to be another match like it was the last two. It's going to be tight all the way to the end. I feel like the Bucks are going to pull this out because it's been the mantra for a year now, Bucks and Six. So why not Bucks and Six for this one and close out the Celtics? You know, if nobody special has a big game, if, no, if, if okay, let's put it this way. If nobody named, if nobody not named Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown don't have a big game, there's no way the Celtics win this unless those two put up 70. I was going to say they both have to put in the 30s. <laughs> yeah. If Horford doesn't honest, fucking. Right. I mean, and that's why we lost one of the games is because Horford went bad. I mean, dude's 35. Good for good on him, dude. Good on him, by the way. Always right? been a. I've always wanted Al Horford on the Bucks. to be honest with you. Um, I always thought he's been a very smart player, good defensively. He can shoot. He can pass. Um, he's a leader. You never hear him getting in any trouble on anything. But good on him for having a game. I just The Celtics aren't there yet. They're, They're not. They're right not there, there yet. Though. That's what's crazy. Like mm-hmm. Tatum, what, three? When was he draft? 2017? Has he been for five years? Who was picked first in that draft? Because he was taken second. And all I can remember is telling people, Jason Tatum is the best player in this draft. Oh, boy. You're telling me. You're going to look that up? I don't know. I am. Go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah. So I, I love that team. I love, you know, that I can't remember the coach's name. But they are just, you know me, I love defense. And that defense is fantastic. And Marcus Smart is ridiculously good on defense. And that whole team, like, prides themselves on playing good D. So, he was taken third, by the way. Oh, who was uh was it uh Sam Bowie? Uh <laughs> and Akim Elijah, you got it. Way to go, right? Jack right. No. Uh Markel Fultz was taken by the Philadelphia 76ers. Lonzo Ball was taken by the Los Angeles Lakers. I guess uh, that's kind of an ant. But... <laughs> yeah, I think they missed there. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell was also taken 13th in that draft. 13th. What a steal. I know Dar- Derek White and Josh Hart aren't like the biggest names in the league, but you know who I'm talking about when I say those names. They're, they're decent players. They were taken 29th and 30th. Man. Was it between Bucks that? took E.J. Wilson at 17. They could have had John Collins, who's in Atlanta. Oh, man. They could, had, they could have had Jared Allen, who's now in Cleveland, I believe. They could have had O.G. Ananobi, who's in Toronto. Yeah. They could have had Kyle Kuzma, Derek White, Josh Hart. Hmm, who else is here? Anybody in the second round that's really good that year? Dylan Brooks, who's playing with the... Um, oh, that's not solid. Mem- no. Memphis, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, it is Memphis. Grizzlies. Okay. Yep. Man, how about the Grizzlies, dude? Holy shit. 
I did not right, see so that coming. Them destroying the Warriors by 55. They were up 55 the other night. That was unbelievable. I could not believe that happened. Right after losing Morant, you lose your best player. Like, how? How did they possibly do that without Jay Morant on the court? That is insane. I thought for sure that was Golden State just going to walk away with that one, close out the series, move on. Twenty, they're twenty-one and six without John Moran. Yeah, there's better. I mean, again, that's maybe that's a, a point to you're a better team. You play more as a team without a guy like that to have to you know demand the ball. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of the Russell Westbrook kind of thing. Yeah, James Harden. But John Moran is an excellent ball player, though. Like he's only going to get better. He's one of the faces of the league. They're oh, just yeah. they're just well without him. They're just picking it. They're, trust me, they're a better team with him than they are without him. Okay, we don't. We're not saying that. It's just that's a really interesting, and it's not even an anomaly over 27 games. You go 21 and six. That's like 800. I think it's it's over 750. It's insane. You try. No, to do it's the just on your head. Sorry. Can't it. No, it's over 750. <laughs> Under 800. 20 and five is 800. <laughs> and if you go one and one, you're going to be under it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure are. Math. Math is great. Where's your... And now you know. I'm working on it. Why yeah. did you have to spoil it? You could, you could just <laughs> rift until it. No, I, I can't find it. I could have, but I didn't want to. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to play it. No, you probably shouldn't. Well, I found it so I can't find it. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. So we both think the Bucks take care of business at home tonight. Can the Warriors bounce back from that and take care of business in Golden State tonight? Is this game six then? Because yeah, it's game. Yeah, it's game six. Same way, same way. Warriors lead three two. Bucks lead yeah. three two. They're both the same way in the series. They're both the three and the two seeds. Both are at home. The the lower seeds at home tonight. Both more veteran teams uh, are the lower seed. I, th- th- them losing by 55 doesn't mean anything. Or being down 55 and losing by 39, it doesn't. It's not going to affect how they play tonight. They're no. not mentally. They're they're not even mentally scarred. Like honestly, well, a lot of you saw Draymond Green was dancing with everybody. <laughs> well, the thing is, they talk about the Warriors, and they go, "Well, I just can't see them winning a title when they allow themselves to be- get beaten that badly." The folks like, "Oh, you know what? The fucking Grizzlies were playing great, and at some point, the Warriors went, okay." We know a little bit better than to try uh, that much harder right now because it just ain't happening. So have your night. We're good. See you Friday, right? I think that's kind of more what happened. If I was a fan or in the organization or on the team or on the bench as a coach, I'd be very disappointed that we had lost by 39. But Golden State wins tonight. I agree. I, I think the uh, a lot of their big problems has been they just haven't been shooting the ball very well in this whole series, which has been a lot of the problem with the, both the Bucks and the Celtics in that series, too, is nobody shooting the ball very well, but that's really good defenses. You get Curry, Clay Thompson going, I mean, as long as they're shooting the ball halfway decent, I, I think they take this one down. I, I think it'll be close, but I can't see that happening again. Um it was just a shocker to me that that happened. So I'm ready for them to close it out as well in game six here. The interesting question now in the playoffs is 
Can the Dallas Mavericks head to Phoenix and win a game seven? Luca wants to start building his legacy. He's already a great player. He's already statistic anomaly. He's got talent. He's got notoriety, everything. But your legacy is built in the playoffs in the NBA. Because if this guy never makes it to a conference final in his career, you're not going to be regarded with the, you're going to be like, Oh, you're a great, he was, he's a great player. Statistically one of the best, but you never get mentioned in any conversation of being even close to the top 10 or 15. If you can't make it and win a title or even get to uh, the, the finals. Does he have the wherewithal to go to Phoenix and beat this Phoenix Suns team who was favored to win the whole thing? They got the point guard. They got Devin Booker's back. Big man's playing well. I think, you, yeah, you don't get named elite unless you start doing something in the playoffs. I think this was close to his coming out party with Luka having a great run here. I think it comes to an end in game seven. I, I I I think he's gonna try too much. I think Phoenix comes and locks it down. They they are the better team. I think the lock. I think they come and play ready to lock down some defense. Like I said, the big man's playing well. Looks really good. This looks a lot better this year. It's crazy. Uh, but with Booker and Paul, I think they're gonna just they're gonna get the job done. I don't I don't see them coming going into Phoenix and winning this game. Breaking news, uh, which is good news for me. I think you might feel the same way. Jarvis Landry signed with the Saints, which means you can't sign with the Packers because I didn't really <laughs> want Jarvis Landry. Um, Dallas wins here. Oh, okay. Luka has a game. Okay. The Dallas Mavericks will win and knock the Phoenix Suns out, Ray Cash. I hope you're listening. It's going to happen. I don't know that they can beat Memphis or Golden State, but it's possible. You can see Dallas in the finals this year. I think they're going to win that game seven on the back of Luka Doncic putting up 30, 12, and 12. They have a very talented team. That's my opinion. I, I can see that happening. I can see them start to build that legacy. I think I can see the Mavericks start to take that step forward. They just need to add a, a couple other pieces to be title contenders. My last question for you, DP. Do you, do you see anybody other than the Bucks winning the title this year? Because unless there's another injury or, you know, Middleton just – from everything I've heard, if there's a game seven, Middleton will be back. Otherwise, he's coming back game one of the next round. And that he possibly could even play tonight if this was, like, the finals. If Middleton could come if, – if the Bucks win here and they can get to the conference finals and Middleton's back healthy, I just – I, I was shocked that the Heat made. I thought Philly was going to take him down with with and beat out, killed him, and killed Harden him. just and Harden's yeah. shit. Harden Harden's terrible, and I don't understand why everybody saw it. He's fucking sucks, and I don't understand. He's he never performs in the playoffs. Why did we think this was going to be any different? Uh, so I don't. I just the Heat. I don't see the Heat taking the Bucks down, and maybe it's biased. I guess because I. It's hard to say that and go like, "Oh, you're biased." I'm trying not to be. The Heat, <laughs> we just the Heat aren't any bigger inside than um, no, the Celtics, and the Celtics you know? aren't. Uh, and they, so we could just they dominate. Do have Adebayo, 
Well, and they don't have the scorers that Boston has in. Um, well, they don't have the Brown. defense. Well, they have defense. They have scheming. The thing the Heat have is the best coach in the NBA, in my opinion. Eric Spolstra knows how to make adjustments to make your second half of living hell. So I think, you know, matchup-wise, Boston's the worst for the Bucks, and hopefully they can eliminate that threat tonight. Coaching matchup-wise, though, the Heat are definitely the worst for the Bucks. But I, the Bucks or the Heat are going to win the title this year. It's not going to be one of these teams in the West. I'll put that down right now. The Bucks, the whoever comes, you know, I, I got the Bucks winning tonight. I'd have them beating the Heat, but otherwise, if the Bucks can't beat the Heat or the Celtics won't beat the Heat. The Heat would, I think, would win the title. I think they're the second best team behind the Bucks that's left right now. It's really hard to pick for me. Like, I, I, I like to see who comes out of the Suns Mavs game. I, I think the Suns are still the better overall team, and I think they, team wise, I think they could beat the, the Warriors as well. I, I just, uh, the, the Suns and the Heat in the finals would be hilarious. Uh, you know, mascot wise, uh, team wise. <laughs> So, I, you know, if I had to root for something I, and I can't root for the Bucks, I'd root for that just for the team names. Um, there you go. I could see the Suns winning it and Chris Paul finally getting a title. I, I think that would be a great, you know, just a great story overall. And I think he deserves one, but it's tough. It's it's really tough with the last teams that are left here for me. If I, you know, not being, being unbiased, <laughs> I, I do think the Bucks are the best team that's left, you know, if they can get past the Celtics. So I would definitely say they have the best I think they would win it if I if I can't pick the Bucks. I'd like I'd, I'd say Chris Paul and the Suns. I would love to see them win it. All right, folks. We'll stay tuned to that. We'll keep you up to date. And uh, we got one thing left here on the DWI podcast. And before that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Episode three twenty four, right here, Chairshot Radio Network, and the Chairshot dot com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. I'll be right back. Well, that's going on the show. Hope he doesn't just have his headset on. Thechairshot.com. Always. Use your head. So how's the job situation going? <laughs> Still looking. Pretty bad out there. What about you? Nothing much. I slept with Elaine last night. <laughs> oxygen! I need some oxygen! This is major! I thought you'd like that. Oh, this is huge! I know. All right, okay, let's go. Details. Nah, I can't get details. You what? I can't give details. No details? I'm not in the mood. You ask me here to have lunch, tell me you slept with Elaine, and then say you're not in the mood for details. Now, you listen to me. I want details, and I want them right now. I don't have a job. I have no place to go. You're not in the mood? Well, you get in the mood. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Seinfeld, Season 2, Episode 9, The Deal. 
There is only three more episodes left, and I'm fairly certain that the next episode slightly deals with their relationship. I think the baby shower does, and that's the end of it. I don't even think they're still in a relationship in the next episode. I think Jerry just does a favor by letting her friend. How different would this series have been if that's where they went with it? Even though they never would have because the series was never about that. But it's interesting to go back and watch this episode to remember that it ended with them in a relationship. That the series ended with them in a relationship? Well, this episode. Oh, this episode. Yeah. Yeah. This episode finished with them being them together. together. This, that, this and the other. With Jerry, Jerry bending the knee to Elaine and giving in to being in a relationship, right? Yeah, and you're right. The next episode did never... Elaine is the one who wants to be in the relationship. She wants... And Jerry loves her, right? Jerry, Jerry's like, yeah. this is the only person that Jerry's ever really totally gets along with as far as women in the show, right? Like, they're they're actually perfect for each other. It's just Jerry's just not ready for a relationship at this point. But it's what Elaine wants. It's the reason that there is a story arc in this episode. Yeah, it's it's funny that that's, you know, they don't really talk about any of it before this too much. I mean, it's, it's rarely talked about that they were together, you know, and this one obviously just takes it to the full level and yeah. Realizing that Lane wants the whole, this, that, and the other is what, the, <laughs> what they described as. And yeah. So this, this is the friendship, the hanging out, the, the, the conversation that is the sex. The other is the caring about each other. Right is the is the full relationship, the staying over after sex, no rules, the calling the next day. What was it? Uh, yeah, no kiss goodnight. Thoughtful birthday gift and uh, card, right? <laughs> yeah, <The> super gal. <laughs> yeah, super gal. <laughs> like and more. That's gotta be and more. Like I, I, I don't. This there's there's a reason that never works. And they, they completely, like, it's funny that it ended that way with them in a relationship because, you know, you can't do, as they talk about in that at this episode, you can't do this and that and make it work without the other. The other. <laughs> it just no. doesn't happen. And, yeah, him shopping for the birthday present and trying to make it, that's uh, not too, I don't want it to be too romantic. I don't want it to send off the wrong signals. So, you know, she's talking about this bench that she wanted. He can't remember the damn thing that what the bench she wanted was. So what does he do? He gives her cold, hard cash for her birthday. Which a guy would love. Like, if, listen, ladies, if you're, there's, there's got to be a couple ladies listening to the show. At least, uh, if you're single, follow He's me at PC Tony and throw the, no. It's, uh, <laughs> guys would love the cash. Oh, yeah. If you want to give cash, ladies, if you want to if you want to give your man something and you're not sure what, go ahead, give him cash. He'll fucking love it. It's beautiful. Girls, you can no. go and get whatever you Got want. Got to be some thought. Yeah, there's no thought in that. And then yeah. <laughs> until Kramer walks in and just fucks Jerry's world right up <laughs> when he shows up with the bench and a card with I, a poem from yeah. Yates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the funnier Kramer one is when he walks in for the first time when they're back together. And he goes, oh, whoa. Yeah. 
and he kind of giggles his way out. Okay, and he backs yeah. away. Uh, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Just another excellent episode. We're really into it now. I mean, the season's going to finish with a bang. We talked about it. The baby shower is next, which is an interesting episode. And then two of the most iconic episodes in Seinfeld history close out this 12-episode second season. Uh, the Chinese Restaurant. Seinfeld, four. And, and the bus boy. And the bus boy. Which one was the bus boy? I'm not going to remind you what the bus boy is about. You don't remember because when you watch it, it's the bus boy may be my maybe my second favorite episode ever. If you're a follow, if you're a dedicated follower of the DWI podcast, you're probably well aware of what my favorite episode is ever. Considering I did an entire show dedicated to my favorite Seinfeld episode ever, um, but. Nonetheless, a couple great things coming our way. What do you enjoy most about this week's episode, DP? Um, it really touches on a subject that a lot of people know about. Like, you Go try through. and do these kind of relationships, and it just doesn't, you know, you just, it never works. And it's, 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 it's I don't know, kind of relatable, I think, to a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Um, sure. And George... <laughs> And George, like you played the bit, George and, and Jerry sitting there, you know. And what, how often do guys talk about the details? They don't. They don't. It doesn't happen. No. What the hell? <laughs> Not at all. I Not thought that all. was great. George is like, I got nothing. You have to tell me yeah. these details. I have nothing in my life. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> right? Like, we don't ask that shit. And I just loved, I loved George. Just like, I got nothing else going in my life. You have to help me. Do some, Tell me something to make me feel better about myself. You invited me here for lunch. Entertain me. Uh, I thought that was, yeah, that was great. <laughs> well, last thing before we get going here and, and uh, close out the show and, and leave Seinfeld. I was talking to a good friend at work the other day and, and we were talking about TV shows and Basically, you know, it's the end of the day and you get home and you ate dinner and you turn the boob tube on. And if you're not, you know, willing to go start up streaming and everything else, you just kind of flip around and see what old sitcoms are on. And we're talking about what we enjoy in syndication. And Seinfeld came up and I mentioned we were covering it. And for all of you Seinfeld fans that are listening that may have never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's Seinfeld uh, with adult language it's excellent and they're actually having another season come back so if you want to see the true george costanza in larry david go check out curb your enthusiasm but i'm really enjoying the project we're doing which is a good thing because we have about three years left in it but that's fine <laughs> but that's 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 just fine dp before we get to the close anything you want to add to this week's episode sports entertainment or sports entertainment wise I don't know. Uh, hockey playoffs, if you aren't watching those, man, oh. hockey is the best thing to watch sports-wise. It is phenomenal. There's been some fantastic games that we've been watching. I love Can I the, love playoff hockey, man. I tell you. Can the Lightning come back and win this series here and not get eliminated? Uh, the Maple Leafs, have, they are 0-9 in their last uh, uh, series clinching games. So will it be 0-10? Because it took all overtime last uh, night uh, as we talked Friday afternoon for the Lightning to extend two the minutes, series. To two seven. minutes left in overtime to, for them to finally put a, the go-ahead goal. Uh, love that. Love to see a three-peat. That'd be phenomenal. 
And if you really love the NHL and the playoffs in and of itself, make sure you're checking out Chairshot Radio Hockey Talk with Dave Ungar and Patrick O'Dowd Tuesday mornings, Chairshot Radio Network. All right, DP, let's get the hell out of here. Where the hell can they find you? Well, they can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at It's Me, DPP, and you can find this show on Twitter at Podcast DWI and Facebook at DWI Podcast. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, folks. Chair Shot Radio Network over at TheChairShot.com where we encourage you to always use your head. In addition, you can find that Chair Shot Radio Network on all of your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, etc. Yada, yada, yada. It's going to be a while till we get to that yada. one. I mentioned You can follow this. me. Yeah, I mentioned this. Uh, you follow me at PC Tunny. If you have a podcast and you're looking for a network to get it on, Follow me on Twitter. DM me at PC Tunney. That's T-U-N-N-E-Y. All right. Sports entertainment, sports entertainment, all of it. We do it all. Like I said, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. In addition, yeah, follow at Chairshot Media. You'll see everything that's posting on the chairshot.com. One quarter of a million downloads, DP. Uh, I'm probably sure it's that. That's kind of what the statistics are right around right now so come on over can't wait to see you uh once again shout out to the mindless wrestling podcast you can follow them on twitter i believe it's the same handle not really sure um but yeah that's all i got that's great all i got do you want to let what's oh is that the is that the green lambo that is a green lambo man it's all put together oh that's sweet dude just it's nice right there yeah just got this one today, too, for the fans of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. The Lego Tallneck has come out. So, uh, if you're looking, if you're a you know video game fan and you like Horizon, check out the Lego Tallneck. It's pretty badass, actually. DP, right after we finish, go ahead and put those next to each other. Take a picture, put it out on your Twitter. I, I and the DWI Podcast Twitter will retweet that. So, folks, you have something to go ahead and check out on the Twitter at it's me DPP at PC Tony and at podcast DWI. And until next time, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D W. Bye. It's actually I. I don't even know anymore. Say something. Say something clever. Like buck a bucker or wuzzle wuzzle. I don't know. Is that? That's a, sounds a little sorcery-ish. Maybe strange, even. Oh, last thing before we go. If you listen to Bandwagon Nerds or the 5x5s that Patrick O'Dowd has been doing for Chair Shot Radio, you know I'm Mr. Saturday Night. SNL had Benedict Cumberbatch on this past Saturday. If you didn't watch it, go ahead and check out the YouTube highlights. It's excellent. Doctor Strange was excellent. Listen to Bandwagon Nerds, DWI 324. We'll see you next week. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.